This is Married to Channels Podcast. And hey, I'm here. Boom. What? My name is Moose. <laughs> and I'm Jody. Married couple talking TV shows and movies. Yeah. Which we are doing now. Both. Yes. Both of those things. Indeed. So, welcome to it. How's yep. everybody doing? Great? Great? Uh, how, how are you doing? I'm tired. Yeah, but I'm, I'm tired good. too. I'm tired too. Tired, but good. You know. Give, give the youngest a bath. Go play with the oldest before that for a little bit with dolls. Parenting. Parenting. Yay. Sigh. Anyway. So, anyway. Let's get to our escape from parenting. Yeah, let's start things off with a favorite TV show of ours. We've already covered, covered a few episodes of Better Call Saul, which is in its final season. We've watched all the episodes through the mid-season finale. I mean, th- that's kind of what we're commenting on here is episode seven of season six. And we can touch on stuff before that, but mostly the finale for the mid-season and what a doozy it was. It was just like, just flat out tense. It was. It was filled with tensione. Yes. Gosh. And I think... I I would like to go back and watch some of these again, some of these seasons and Breaking Bad again. Like I just feel mm-hmm. like you miss some of those. Yeah, how did he know that? Things, yeah, you miss some things and you don't pay attention. You yeah. won't be able to keep up, you know. Yeah, and, and you gotta you know, Google it later, like we did. <laughs> and before the seasons start, you know, you watch the, um, um, you know, the recap. Yeah. But I didn't see anything. I mean, they helped, they get you caught up, but there's some stuff that was kind of confusing as we were watching the show, the episodes where, like, for instance, Lalo, how did he know about the underground super lab that was being built? How uh, do you know the, the German Germans? scientists? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then and engineers. So yeah. it took a little bit of like kind of Googling to figure that out. Yeah. But it's fine. I mean, I'm sure we were told or, and or shown how he knew that this was going on. But anyway, um, that last episode, that mid-season finale was just, ugh. I have to say, like, I I underestimated Lalo Salamanca. Like, that character, I he is playing a long game. Like, he's got time to sit and observe all these places. And, I mean, he, you know, kind of, um, I think, found the German engineers and scientists because of the gift that was given to the wife or mm-hmm. something it was just he's like really playing a long game you know he's easily one of the best villains i've seen on tv in a while mm, he's yeah. just so like i don't want to use the cliche uh, wolf in sheep's clothing yeah because i think he's better than that sure it's like he's a human He's very much a nice guy and affable and approachable, but if he's on a mission, if mm-hmm. he's trying to get something done and you're going to get in his way and or be on the other side of where he's at, mm-hmm. he's going to kill you. Right. He's, he's will ruthless. Not, he will yeah. not hesitate. And that kind of, the whole Salamanca gang is just full of crazies. I mean, Tuco and Breaking Bad, I yeah. remember him, he was just a freaking psychopath. Yeah. You got the twins there. Yeah, they're they're yeah, strange. pretty much like robots yes. who just murder. Yes. Uh, and then don't get me started on Hector. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Salamancas inherently, there's just something in the genes of the Salamancas. It's It starts with crazy. And then from there, it can get into conniving, thoughtful, and playing 4D chess. I think Lalo, too, like, it's not over-the-top acting of a villain either. It's very, like you said, like, he he blends right into all these situations that help him get the information, and he's very determined to figure it out and yeah, and to get to you know, eventually to Gus Fring. Yeah, so. he's he's a villain not in how he acts. Yeah. And not with any kind of maniacal laughter sure. type of bullshit. He's a villain because of what he does. Yeah. And his motivations. Sure. And that's something I don't know if we really see a lot of um, in movies and TV. Just a really, really good character. And that guy, Tony Dalton, is just killing it. Yeah. Or killed it. I what a plain say. name for Lalo Salamanca. I know, right? Like played by Tony Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. From Boise, Idaho or wherever the hell. But I mean, he's he, he's got everything locked down. You know, when he speaks Spanish, it sounds fluent. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just a good actor overall. And then it came down to the uh, moment in the most tense moment in that mid-season finale, which is um, when... Howard Hamlin finally realizes that he got played by Kim and uh, Jimmy shows up at their apartment. And, uh, and then somebody else shows up after Howard starts railing about them being scumbags. Who are you? Me? Nobody. I just need to talk to my lawyers. Oh, is that right? You want some advice? Find better lawyers. Howard, please j just, just turn around. No, 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 no. Take your time. What's this about? Getting his gun out, putting the silencer on. Please. Please. Please just tell us what you want. Like I said, to talk. I, uh, think I'm in the middle of something. Uh, there's really no need to. No. Oh my God! No, no! no. <laughs> okay. Let's talk. Just so, like, there's a certain amount of sociopathy there with Lalo. It's amazing. Like, he just, let's talk. He's he just like, shot Howard in the head. I'm nobody. <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk to my lawyers. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's uh, getting that silencer on his gun. Like, as soon as Lalo walked in, they probably knew Howard was dead. Kim Kim is very afraid of Lalo. Very, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then Jimmy is too. Because yeah. at that point, he didn't. He thought he was already dead. He thought yeah. Lalo was dead because Kim was kind of lying to him. Yeah. Didn't uh, think he could handle the truth, I guess. And that leads me to, like, the other thing with Kim. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, she's not in Breaking Bad, like Jimmy slash Saul is. Mm-hmm. And I think the overall thinking is like, oh, she gets murdered right. before She's Breaking dead. Bad. Yeah. But now, and we're kind of getting into the, the episodes after the finale, but ever since Howard gets killed, I, I wonder if that's going to be, she's not in the episode because maybe she leaves. Hmm. Like she gotten way overhead. Jimmy's not who she thought. It's just too much. 
the blood of Howard's on her hands. She needs it just to go and wipe it all away. I don't know. I don't think that would be, I think that would be the emotional response, but I think she's smart enough to know if there isn't anywhere that she can go that she'd be safe, that they will come find her. They being? The Salamancos. I mean, she, this isn't a clean mm. break and I just, this is too much. I got to get out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't think that's going to be the path for her. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was thinking after we watched this episode, like, shit, Jimmy and Kim are responsible for Howard's death. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't intend it. Right. But they, their actions brought him yeah. to their apartment, whether they invited him or not. Right. Yeah, and that guilt is on them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably what's, that, that guilt is probably more powerful than any fear they have of Lalo. I, I don't know. I mean... It's two different things. Yeah. I the, guess they could be, you know, working together. With Lalo, like the fear is you could die at any moment. You know, yeah. he, once he gets what he needs from you, you're of no use to him and you're dead. No loose ends, you know. Right. But I think the guilt about Howard is a, a slow, long burn, you know, like that's going to eat at them for a long time. And I think that will be the undoing of their relationship. I think that is beyond the pale for Kim because hmm. we had a little bit of backstory on her. Yeah. A couple episodes. It was, she was a kid and she got caught shoplifting. Yeah. And initially her mom shows up and we're thinking, and mom's mad. Yeah. But then it turns out mom is kind of like Jimmy McGill yeah. in a way, kind of a grifter type. Yep. So Kim grew up with that. I think she's kind of accustomed to bending the rules and playing a little slippery ball mm -hmm. with the law once in a while. Sure. But I think this is, this is beyond what she was in. Well, was in, absolutely. <laughs> I, and I think that's going to affect her and their relationship. And I don't I, know. And I think that's probably why we're not going to see her in Breaking Bad is because I think she gets the hell out of there. I feel like she, something bad's going to happen to her. I think she might go to Mike. And say, do you know a guy? Mm -hmm. And Mike, of course, does know a guy. Sure. And she meets up on the side of the road, gets picked up by a minivan, and Starts off she goes. a new life somewhere else. I think, I think it's yeah. going to go that way. Okay. I hope she doesn't die. I don't know. The whole time I was watching this episode, I was... I, I know she's not in Breaking Bad, and I was thinking, oh, Kim's going to die, isn't she? She's so going to be dead. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Anyway. So, Mitzi, Good show, though. Great show. Yeah. Just a slow, like, it's so intense. Like, we watch this episode, and the next night is like, need a break from Better Call Saul. Right. Need to kind of decompress a little bit. Right. <laughs> um, just because it's so intense, and it's such a slow, f delicious burn, you know, the whole show. But, uh, yeah. If you're not watching Better Call Saul, you best be doing it. That's right. Anything else on Better Call Saul? Nah, I just... I like how it's written and you know, it does kind of make you think like, where's this going to go? How's it all going to end? I like kind of TV that, that challenges my brain in that way. So, yeah. Yeah. Moving on to a movie. One that I was so pumped to see. I was a little more reluctant. Oh, of course. That's I, okay though. Yeah. It's not really your bag. I always kind of am when you want to watch these movies. I'm like, uh, it's a dude's movie. But like, it's funny. You you get that way before we watch one of these type of movies and you usually end up liking it. I know. 
I know. And by now, you think you'd give me some like, okay, he's been pretty good on this before. <laughs> Let's go with it. Uh, I mean, yeah, this one, shockingly, I really, really liked it. We're talking about Prey, which is the, it's, I guess, a prequel to the Predator series. Of course, Predator from 1987, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, about the uh, space monster that it loves to hunt, and it hunts the best human adversaries it can find. And this is set 300 years ago, a tribe in the Comanche Nation, uh, a young female, we'll say warrior. named. She wants to be a hunter. She wants to be a hunter. She's, uh, you know, she's, they're. You know, she has to do her womanly duties, according to the tribe. But she's pretty good at hunting, too, and healing and tracking. And and a predator comes into the scene and starts fucking shit up. <laughs> and Starts slaughtering. And she, uh, she ends up, you know, with some help here and there, saving the day and beating the predator. Spoiler alert. But Prey, I'm, uh, going into it, I was very excited for it. Yeah. You know, I saw the trailer. I was like, okay, it's looking good. It's looking good. Yeah. But I had to temper my expectations because the Predator movies over the last few have not been good. Yeah. The last one, The Predator in, in 2018, was just shitty. Horrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Predators in 2010 was good. Yeah, I can't keep all these straight. Like, I don't know the difference between what you just said. Well, so. I can because I'm like, <laughs> I love the Predator series. And I even like the Alien vs. Predator movies, which yeah. are which are universally panned. Yeah. The first one, anyway. The second one, you can't see because it's so fucking dark. But, um, and then, of course, Predator is like one of the ultimate action movies of all time. Yeah. Um, And so if this had a lot to live up to. Like, yeah, if this didn't work... You'd probably not see a Predator movie for at least five years. Yeah. But it worked. It's great. I thought it was a a beautiful film. Like the scenery. Oh, yeah, and yeah. The, the cinematography. Action. Yeah, it was just very well done. And, and, you know, all of the action was really good as well. So I just yeah. visually, I really liked it. And it, story as well. Yeah, the action was good. The characters were great. Mm -hmm. um, it moved really well. Yeah. It was only about an hour and a half, which is perfect. Yeah. I get so tired of two and a half hour long movies. Um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mid-Thunder. Amber Mid-Thunder, I think, is the actress who plays Nauru. Oh, okay. I know her last name's Mid-Thunder, but... Interesting. The whole cast, except for the French and or white characters, are like First Nation actors which I thought was cool. Awesome. And it's directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm. Remember that with John yep. Goodman? That was a good movie, a little mm, at the end, but that was kind of an intense movie. So um, Prey is just, as a Predator fan, and I was, again, trying to temper my expectations, I think it really, it, it like rose up to the level of the first Predator, I think. Um, is it as good? Not in the sense of, you know, Predator, the first one has like some really great meme moments and dialogue that's quoted a thousand times. Mm -hmm. Who knows, in 10, 20 years, maybe this one will have it. I don't know, but eh, not so much. Yeah. Probably not. But it's good and it's great, but it's not like, it's for different reasons. Sure. But there's a lot of the same reasons as the first Predator, but a lot of different ones. You hmm. mentioned cinematography. Like yeah. this one's cinematography is fantastic. It's just epic. It looks like a painting every picture. 
But uh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling on about prey. <laughs> I don't I don't know where to go after that. I, I think know, you I covered know. it all. I'm just kind of geeked about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I'm happy that it turned out so good. And it, it bothered me to see on social media some people, before even seeing it, talking about how, oh, it's a woke predator movie. How's this little girl going to beat a big eight-foot predator? And I didn't respond to any, but I'm just thinking like, a, have you seen the movie? And B, you can beat David beat Goliath with a slingshot. It's possible, you know? Yeah. Okay. What? Nothing. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, what? Because it's a girl and she's the main character and she does the killing of the big bad alien thing? That, that's the thing. I mean, that, was that, a, it? that was a couple of... Essentially, what they were saying okay. is you had this group and the first predator, these muscle-bound mercenary guys, trained soldiers, and they couldn't beat them. Here's the thing, though, with this movie, and whether it's a female or a male character, uh, you know, it it, it kind of I don't know if did I don't know if the other movies follow this theme, but it's like you can't just come at it with muscle. You got to be smart. You have to outsmart yeah, yeah. the predator. You know, you have to think like it thinks and you know kind of survive by doing so and so it's not just like oh we're gonna come in with big guns and shoot this alien predator yeah. thing you have to be smart and well that's essentially how strategic. it happened in the first movie yeah arnold schwarzenegger and his group they're all you know yeah well-trained yeah bodybuilder-ish uh, warriors Muscles shooting at guns. it, shooting yeah. at it, setting traps, um, and it doesn't work. And yeah. in the end, it turns out Arnold has to cover himself in mud. Yeah, set these kind of booby traps. Yep. And it, it it does end up with them kind of going at it mano a mano, sure, a little bit. But um, I just I I like the way that this movie kind of addressed that. She is very good. She's not perfect. She's not infallible. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets her ass kicked a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, she's smart and she knows what she's doing. She knows her surroundings. And I, I just, I don't, I got no problems with the movie. I mean, as far as that's concerned, you know, even before I saw it, I was like, cool, let's mm-hmm. see how this goes. Sure. You know, I remember the concept and said, it was like, it's going to be set 300 years ago, a predator versus somebody in the Comanche nation, a young female warrior. I was like, well, that's different. Mm-hmm. Let's try that. Yeah. Let's go for that. Um, and it worked. It totally worked. I wonder if there are, you know, historical, factual things for Comanche tribes. Like, is that, you know, yes. how they would hunt? Are those the weapons they would use? Is that how they dressed? Is that the medicine that they practiced? You know? I bet there's a lot of yeah. I uh, hope, true I stuff hope in there. So. I hope that they did. I, I looked up one right. thing. I wanted to see if there was Comanche female warriors. Yeah hunters and there were oh so okay i mean that's kind of the big one that matters sure and you know if the comanche females back in the day 300 years ago would never touch a hatchet or go hunting in any context in any way sure then maybe be like oh i don't know about this yeah it, it they did all right my only there's only minor quibbles i have with the movie okay Sometimes the CGI is a little... Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too when he switches between like invisible and visible mode. Yeah. I don't know what you call that for a predator. Cloaking, but cloaking, sure. yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of that was a little... Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and a, li- and a couple times, initially I was a little kind of put off by the appearance of the predator alien. Uh-huh. 
because it didn't look like what we're accustomed to. Sure. It had like and uh, the 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 quote I saw that that was funny is it's a rotisserie chicken on its head. <laughs> <laughs> the white thing. Yeah, the mask thing. The mask thing. Yeah. It didn't look like what we're accustomed to. And then yeah. I thought, well, okay, it's 300 years before. Yeah. So even the predator race probably is going to advance, mm-hmm. you know. They, this is kind of the primitive predator. It doesn't even have like the shoulder mounted cannon. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it has the three dot. Uh, yeah, kind of arrows. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it shoots the arrows. It's mm-hmm. Normally it's the plasma cannon on the shoulder. Yeah kind of geek in here a little bit yeah that's all right i but, like it though because yeah it, i mean maybe maybe within the predator race there are different variations you know and that's the other thing there could be you know in the human race we have different variations yeah. but also i think mostly if you think about humanity 300 years ago yeah we've advanced so much right technology the industrial revolution yeah, but like our bodies haven't and like they're <laughs> No, but so like the the, the mask, mask and the cannon are the not mask, part of their body. No, but I'm saying the yeah. mask and the weaponry yeah. is almost primitive. Sure. And that fits because it's 300 years ago. Yeah. You know, you think about what you're wearing on your head 300 years ago as a human. It's not a <laughs> starter hat with it's the Baltimore. bonnet. Yeah, you're wearing a friggin' bonnet. <laughs> so that I initially I was like, uh, what's going on here? Then I was like, okay, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And... You know, you almost can't do like a predator the way you're loose to seeing it because yeah. that'd mean that they don't advance in 300 years. Sure. And they're kind of more advanced than humans anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, still got like the laser sight and the flying arrow things. The heat sight too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Thermal yeah, vision. Th- yeah. Thermal vision, all that. Yes. Roger that. Yes. Um, and the other thing, there was one moment I just thought it would... He was, um, the predator had like squatted down to like, I don't know if heal himself a little bit mm-hmm. or do something. Maybe it was, but his hands were like big, like it almost looked like swollen fingers. Hmm. It just looked like big fat Frankfurters hmm. for a hand. Okay. Then there's another scene where it's obviously CGI hand mm-hmm. and it was like very articulated, very like gaunt fingers. Okay. It was just the hand was all puffy and weird that one scene, and I can't recall exactly what it was. All right, but um, that's kind of my only real quibble with the whole movie. Prey, those two little things. One yeah. actually, sure, a little CGI issue. That's you almost kind of expect that, right? Like a little yeah, CGI probably. weirdness. I mean, it it depends. I mean, it's not George Lucas CGI, so you right. know. Who knows? I mean, and it depends on how much time and budget they allocate toward that. You know, mm-hmm. some have more time to fix things like that or, well, you know, notice things like that, I guess. And on a slightly different subject, I've been reading how um, uh, VFX artists are like, they're just getting inundated and crunched. Like, oh, yeah. Working 70 hour weeks. Oh, yeah. Marvel's it's, like, here, do this. Yeah. And we need the. Uh, Four scenes done by tomorrow at 12. Yep. And it's gotten to the point like kind of video game uh-huh. development where uh-huh. they, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that in a lot of artistry, in a lot of digital artistry industries like that. Like, you know, you go work at Disney Animation mm-hmm. Studios and it, they just work you, you know. Yeah. I mean, and coders and programmers often have that as well in other industries too that have tech and yeah. projects going on. It's like. 
you will code for 60 hours this week, you know? And yeah. And it's and, like, eh. and the guys who make the CGI bear that uh, the predator fights with, you know, they're no different. They're getting yep. told you got to get this done. Yep. And I forget the term for when it's like not quite a hundred percent finished, but it's like good enough. Right. They have At a term point, for that. Well, it's kind of like any artistry. It's like you you could sit and edit your music tracks on a album for, you know, six months. But at some point you got to say it's finished. It's not perfect. I can hear that one wrong note on that track way in the background, yeah, but yeah. we're done. We're, we're done paying for studio time or whatever. And, and art is that way as well. At some point you just have to say, okay, I'm done. I can't be a perfectionist about it. Right. Like I got to let some of these things go. It's not yeah. perfect, but here you go. And I mean, I think that's kind of in that tech world anyway. You know, you make an app, there's always updates. There's always things to fix. There's always bugs to work out. There's always, oh, uh, we got to, we fix this issue, but we, you know, we got to work towards this enhancement for the next update. So I, I got to imagine CGI and any of that kind of tech is kind of the same. At some point you have to say, it's good enough. It's not perfect. But, right. You know. Sure. We're on, we're on time and we're on budget. We need to keep going with the project. So, Print it. Send yep. it out the door. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so Prey is a good movie. Um, I actually want to watch it again. And, oh, uh, my. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I already know what happens, so I'll probably sit that one out. But <laughs> uh, If you haven't seen it, I would recommend you check it out. It's on yeah. Hulu. Not for kids. Oh, really? Uh, a Predator mean, movie, not for kids? Older kids, fine. Yeah, yeah. Older kids, fine. All right, so there we go. Yep. There's your Married with Channels podcast. Yeah. Coming up on 100 episodes here very what? soon. Nuh-uh. I think next episode, actually. <gasps> no way. Oh, my God. Hopefully you join us for that. Oh, is it special? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we feel like doing. Yeah, it'll be. Okay. Uh, make sure you follow us. Make sure you give us a good review on your podcast playing app. And uh, we're on Twitter at Mary W. Chans. Two ends. Share. Tell your friends. Till next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you. Bye. <laughs>